This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Success Street, the podcast that brings you the information you need to safeguard and optimize your payment acceptance process. This has never been more important as cyber breaches are on the rise along with the need for touch-free and online credit card processing. Join your host, nationally recognized credit card acceptance and e-commerce expert, Jennifer D'Angelo, as she explores the latest trends in essential business operating solutions through conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. She will provide the business resources you require to expertly manage change. Now, here's your host, Jennifer D'Angelo. Good day. I'm Jennifer with successstreet.net, and I'm here today with Carl Slicer of Best Hire, and he has been in the background screening industry for over 25 years, and I understand he has a background further than that um, if you count in his uh, the females in his family that started this fine business. So today I have Carl Slicer, um, the co-owner of, um, is that correct, Carl, the co-owner of Best Hire? You betcha. With your wife, Carol. Right. Good, good, good. And I'd love to, um, can you tell us how long have you had the current business exactly with um, your predecessors, as I should say, um, and how has it evolved over time? So there's there's two businesses that I um, go back and forth with, mm-hmm. uh, one foot in one and one foot in the other. I grew up uh, around uh, a business, uh, a cottage industry uh, that goes back to um, 1922. My great-grandmother started in East Hartford, Connecticut, and she was working with the farmers selling insurance products and doing tax preparation services. And the, um, the business launched in 1931 because she had – been working with the IRS and the the IRS abruptly terminated her and she was uh, left taking care of uh, her mother, two children and had lost her husband in a car accident. So the uh, tax business um, perpetuated on through my grandmother and through my mom. My mom moved uh, to Vernon when she got married in 1955 and she started that tax business out of her off, uh, out of her house. And um, mom passed away in 2007. So now it's operated by my wife, who I've been married to. It'll be 35 years in uh, October, um, and my sister. And then about five years ago, our niece came into the business, which marks uh, five generations of women um, uh, standing on their own and taking care of business and doing what's ne- necessary to take care of their family. So that's, that's, that's what I grew up around with. And, and when you talk about strong women and women that make decisions for themselves, they operate. I, I've seen ladies come into the house 
who lost their husbands and they didn't know how to operate the checkbook. They didn't know what the price uh, of oil was. They didn't understand how to make the mortgage payment every month. And my mom worked with them uh, one-on-one and said, don't worry, we'll get through it. And um, strong women have, have been uh, uh, an example in my life. Uh, and I grew up thinking that this was a norm. And, and uh, the older I get, the more I realize that was not necessarily a norm, that there was a lot of um, selectivity in the fact that, you know, you're a guy and you do these things, and you're a woman and you do these things, and these two shall not cross over. Well, uh, business owners have a lot of similarities there that they have to pull it together uh, to provide for themselves so that they can survive, that they can take care of their families. They can, my kids like to eat. My wife likes to have heat in the house. And so when I started my own business in 1991, um, my wife said to me, you can go do this, but you're not going to be going to work in your bathrobe. I can tell you that much. Uh, And there hasn't been one day since then that I haven't been pushing myself to go where I need to go and get the work done. Fantastic, Carl. Yeah, you have quite a successful company. And the listeners love to hear um, what what other companies can perhaps even really do for them too. And that's why I wanted you on this podcast because we've known each other um, in, you know, as friends, as fellow dance enthusiasts as I should say, um, for a while now. And I've met your fine wife at one of the um, the sort of uh, ballroom dance events too. And I was so impressed with her too. I want to know about, you know, I love a story and I want to know about strategies that you've used to differentiate yourself from the competitors in the market. Well, I can tell you that I interviewed with a uh, professor from University of New York uh, earlier this spring, and um, what a wonderful lady. I, I, I just love meeting um, people that are sharp and have uh, abilities, and I described the family business to her, and she said that, number one, the type of business that we operate now is what was typical in your small towns and villages years ago where businesses were taking care of people in those towns. And, and um, I can give you story after story after story of people that come into the house uh, in, in to get their taxes done and their life is falling apart. I remember a time where this guy was out of work and he brought vegetables to pay for his, his tax service that year. And, my mom said, yeah, don't worry about it. Not a big deal, you know. And he was unemployed, and, and he was, you know, um, embarrassed to say he didn't have any money to, to pay that year. And, and my mom was like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. This is, this is the way life goes, and we'll get through this together. And guess what? He's been a loyal client for many, many years thereafter. But um, I, I think when you hold yourself up to – a standard that is expected of you, you do reach for uh, improvements in your life and you try to make yourself a better person and you put a, a better product on the line. Uh, 
My company, Best Hire, provides background checks to employers. I'm blessed to have clients in all 50 states. We do small and medium-sized companies that uh, need answers from us and don't always have the big lawyer staff to pay for to get those answers. And guess what? You pick up the phone, you call us, and we have live people answering the phones and walking you through uh, and making recommendations. But um, the litmus test for this is I like to sleep at night. I don't like to worry about my clients. So, uh, and I refer to them as, as clients specifically. They're not customers because customers to me is basically a person I haven't met yet that is out there shopping around looking to buy something. But a client to me is someone who's been taken in under our care, custody, and control. And they're being educated in the process whereby within six months or a year, they'll be pretty knowledgeable about the laws that pertain to employment, why you can do a background check, why you can use specific information in deciding that you're going to hire or not hire somebody and not get yourself sued for every silly little thing out there. Um, so it's kind of like a, a, a specific walk through the park on a, uh, on, an, on a path that you've chosen because you like that particular path, and we're going to walk you through to make sure that you understand it. And I work with people in my life that are just very concerned about um, the attitudes. Uh, we don't go fast. We are uh, easy, and we deal as though there's a judge, Harold Green, that he was the gentleman that broke up AT&T because it got too big. And he, he wrote an opinion, said that the, uh, the, the, the consumer should be treated as the least sophisticated consumer. And that means that, you, that that's not derogatory. That means that not everybody knows everything out there, and you got to take yourself down a peg and make sure that you can explain things to them and make it simple so that they understand the picture in their mind. And eventually, you're you're winning over their confidence, where they become your client, and that develops long-term relationships. We've got people in our tax business that have been with us fourth and fifth generation. And we spend very little on advertising. And as a result of that, it, it, the word of mouth is fantastic. So um, Jennifer, the, one of the reasons why I've related well with you is because you have a lot of that kindness. You have a lot of that, that understanding. And I still remember the first day that I danced with you. You're, you're like, we're going to do it this way. And I'm like, okay, let's do it that way. Like, okay. And, um, and, and I'm, and I'm so happy that I, that I followed through to make sure that, you know, you didn't misunderstand me in the beginning and that we became friends thereafter. Um, yes, we both wanted to show each other, um, put our best foot forward. Let's right, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Like exactly. I just was trying to follow the dance rules and I was brand new and I was like, yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. I love those early days, those first days in ballroom three years ago when we were taking from 
you know, uh, you know, the Friday night, first Friday swing in West Hartford, Connecticut town hall and all those other dances to follow. Um, hopefully we'll get back there sooner than later, Carl, right? In the meantime, I, I really am so impressed with your delivery of your heart because, you know, people feel where you're coming from and what comes from the heart touches the heart, right? And so with your business, I think that you really got, you got that and you really put your customers first. And that's what we see eye to eye. I'm willing to go 150% for my clients. I, uh, I work with one restaurant. They, um, when they have a concern, they know they can even call me late at night and I'll take care of them. Even though we have live customer service, I've backed up by 24-hour live support too um, on the corporate end. But I take those calls. And um, I wanted to hear from you, too, um, what are the different um, types of products and service specifically in Best Hire? You know, I do payroll tax filing services, too, but you go, you, you help with discovering what is a good employee fit, and you go above and beyond in so many different levels. Can you explain that a little bit to me, Carl? Well, you walk into a shoe store, and and what is what does the uh, the salesperson say to you? Do you want to buy a shoe? Well, you're, they know that you're there looking for shoes. So the idea is to teach them and give you ideas of what's available, whether it be in uh, a fit, a style of the shoe. Maybe you're walking, uh, walking trails. Maybe you're out dancing, which are different type shoes and you have a certain budget in mind that you want to accomplish that with. And so it's the same thing with background checks because not, not all positions have the same responsibility in a, in a job. You can um, take, you know, take an insurance company that's going to have a vast number of different types of positions. You can have somebody that's an, an account manager uh, with client relationships, you can hire somebody that's an actuary. You can hire somebody that um, that opens and closes the buildings at night. Uh, you can hire somebody that um, uh, drives the uh, drives Jennifer, the uh, the uh, president of the company, to and from home each day to make sure she gets here and there safely. So all of those positions have different exposures and different responsibilities. So when we interview the client, we understand their business better, then we can figure out, say, okay, um, you're probably going to want to do a, um, a credit history on the account manager uh, that, um, that has access to sensitive data such as credit cards and checking accounts, so forth and so on. Um, the chauffeur who's going to drive you from point A to B, you probably want to make sure that the license is uh, valid and that he doesn't have any, he or she doesn't have any rough history. Uh, and, and the, um, the actuary, you're going to want to make sure that that actuary really does have the education required to get that job done. And a lot of times our clients hire us uh, not only to provide that 
uh, spy type of information, but also to take it off their plate to get it done while they're focusing on um, more crucial parts. Employers quite often have a problem with onboarding. When the uh, trigger is pulled to hire somebody, the authorization is made, the money has been set aside for the salary. Now all of these departments check check in and say, okay, you know, this is employee benefits, this is HR, this is that one, so forth and so on. And there's a lag time. My niece got hired at a clinic that uh, works with uh, uh, prostheses, people with amputations, kind of things like that. She was the perfect fit. Not only did she have the uh, sports medicine background that they were looking for, um, she also had the lifetime of experience because it was my sister lost her left leg in an auto accident when she was 19 years old. So Jenna, the little girl, grew up with a mom that had had a, um, an amputation and knew the struggles that the amputee went through. Perfect fit with this company. Five weeks to hire her. After they make the job offer, it was five weeks before she actually walks through the door and starts working. And she's ready to work now. So what clients are really concerned about on top of this, this current market is I've got a great gal who can pull a trigger and really bring it home for us. How soon can I get her on the payroll? HR says five weeks. The manager says not acceptable. We need to accelerate this. Um, we got contacted about a month ago by a very large uh, world uh uh, market company that provides aerospace parts in the industry. They have offices in Mexico, Canada, Scotland, Europe, as well as Connecticut. And they had a problem with their background checking company. They had been waiting over a month to get this criminal record check out of New Jersey where the person had once lived. And, and um, I knew this lady personally, she called up, she says, can you handle it? I said, sure. Give me the information. Boom. We got it back. We turned it around completely for her in 40, uh, 24 hours while they were waiting for four weeks, five weeks on the other company. Somebody was not paying. She says, how do you, how can you do this? How do you have the information? They go, it's not, it's not one information that I have plugged into. It's my will to take care of you and understand what's important to you is important to us. Love it. Actually, that's um, right on. I mean, that that's where it's at, is listening to your clients and delivering based upon their needs and not just what you suppose fits into your, you know, business um, outline there. That, that's fantastic. You apply all your products and you um, set the engines to work accordingly. Um and, you know, for the listeners out there that need to in these, you know, co this COVID um, coronavirus time here, they're looking to work leaner and meaner. And I know that you work from the small, as you say, the mamas and papas to the Fortune 500s. Um, and, you know, I'd like you to tell the listeners what you can do for them in terms of, like, You've really brought it to my attention, the value of making sure from the get-go that you hire the right people. Now, 
you know, and you and you do it in a factual way, right? So can you tell the audience a little bit about that? You know, the best hire, I just even love the com your company name. Um, and, and then what have been some of your, you know, your challenges to overcoming in building the business? And what, uh, you know, I know that's a whole different question, but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do in terms of sorting out um, who to hire? And how is that different than me using one of the online apps? Or, you know, if I was a smaller HR uh, professional, human resources um, manager, why I wouldn't want to use something canned that I could find online? Why would I want to hire Best Hire and Carl Slicer and Carol? In today's day and age, doing business is a little different than it was even as much as five years ago because people are less likely to pick up the, the phone and actually call somebody there. I think most businesses are getting their um, information either from other people they know and referrals or maybe reviewing through LinkedIn. So we have to write articles uh, on LinkedIn and we have to do, uh, videos on YouTube just just to make your presence known out there but um, if if somebody calls us up and says um, the best the best client to call us is the person who's just experienced a certain amount of pain that they went through um, because they're an excellent student I mean they're wide open bushy tail ready to go and say just show me how to do this the right thing. I went down a path, and um, um, there's 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 always telltale signs. Even if, if you – we keep a database of the last 10 years' worth of news articles about embezzlement in, in the country, and, it, and it's widespread, it's ongoing, it's not going away, and it affects all of these people that say it's never going to affect me. And I can tell you that um, I used to sell insurance, uh, property and casualty, life and health. So I have a little, little bit of knowledge of insurance. And your insurance agent is a fantastic person to have in your, in your corner when you are a business owner. And I'll give you a, a really good reason why. Just like an attorney, the insurance agent is liable for their opinion. So if your next door neighbor says to you, Oh, you don't need that life insurance. That's too cheap. You need to go get this other stuff and you drop it. And, the, and God forsake, you know, somebody drops dead and you're going, what did I do this for? They're not, the neighbor's not liable for their opinion. But if, the, if you call up your insurance agent and, and say to them, I'm thinking about adding a product line into my company and I want to make sure that I'm covered for the exposures and that insurance agent says okay you're good to go that verbal coverage is a legal standing until the underwriters at the insurance company can actually underwrite and set the terms and the premium of the coverage it's very very important because you can have a claim that completely wipes your company out of business so you, you're working with professional people. 
the know-how to answer questions. Ergo, when you come to us and say, we need to hire, or how about this? Um, in December, a, uh, a restaurant in the Hartford County area had some very, very serious issues going on inside the business. And, and there's, a, there's a law firm in Hartford that recommended us and they came on board, and, and we just completed a uh, six-month review with them. And in the last six months, they hired 75 employees. And of those 75 employees, 15% of them had felony convictions. Now, these are not light convictions. Uh, these are not – let's put it this way. They're not people that I would want to leave with my mother – to watch them in the afternoon while I'm at work because these felonies range anywhere from armed robbery, uh, which was one of the, one of the uh, waiters, and then there was a line cook that uh, was charged with strangulation. So, um, you know, I guess sometimes we're the bearer of bad news, but the, the gentle approach here is that if you if you give us an application, we run it through, and not only do we find this uh, this ter this this crucial information, we verify that you worked with accuracy. How did you identify the person? Did they have a photo ID? Did they have a driver's license? Did they have a uh, uh, a state majority uh, ID card? Some kind of a photo. Uh, because there's a lot of people out there that will fudge their information uh, when they identify themselves because they know that they have bad histories that follow them. Uh, OLED is spelled one L versus two, t uh, two L's, one T versus two T's, and a date of birth, you know, that, that kind of thing. And we get that all the time uh, where people are trying to get back into the workplace and it's the wrong fit. I'm not saying that felons should not work. I'm saying that it has to be upfront so that the employer has all the information to make the decision if they want that person on their payroll or not. Um, it's just like your insurance companies. They ask you a bunch of questions about your, your uh, home and then they take a picture and, they, and there's, a, there's a hole in the roof that's three feet wide, wide open, the insurance company's going, I don't think we want to insure that house because it's going to be a claim very, very soon, uh, which is outside the norm. So working with a professional people, and we're in this business since, um, I've been doing background checks since at least 1991. We were in place before 9-11 hit, and the, and the terminology changed when 9-11 hit. The question, the sales question before that was, do you do background checks? After 9-11 hit, the question became, who do you use for background checks? Right. It's kind of like being forewarned is being forearmed. Is right. that the expression, Carl? I mean, I, I know yeah. you do so much more than that, you know, than the just background checks, like you say. Um, and that's what's so impressive these days. And then you could discern, you know, if something, you know, somebody has a very minor charge and it was expelled and it was off their record or it was a mistake, you could help a company owner with that part of it as well. Because somebody could have had a bad rap, right, Carl? That Sunshine, happens too. 
Sunshine is a great, great medicine. It has vitamin D in it. And do you know that you have to go through both the liver and the kidneys for you to absorb vitamin D into sunshine, into your body? Very much the same thing. So um, what happens is not only do we do the criminal records, we also can verify uh, previous employment. Were they, were they there? Um, the resumes that we verify with information such as work experience, education, certifications, mm. uh, um, uh, we had, a, we had an, an applicant uh, three years ago who was a very well-known uh, educator in the public community. And um, this gentleman had, many, many years experience as a superintendent of schools. And he applied with this town to be in a finance position. And as a result of this, we found uh, the bachelor's degree was just fine. We checked the JD and his PhD was in place as well. But when the JD was checked, which is your Juris of Doctorate, he did not graduate like he said in the resume. So this is another one of those 50-50 things where we take the information back to the employer and say, if this is important to you, it's important to us. If you want to hire him, at least understand this is where he's coming from. And I've had lawyers say that they would never hire this person because they just lied flat out bragging on their resume. Yeah. Why did they do that? I have no idea, but, you know. um, I don't know about you. When I was growing up, like that was, for lack of a better expression, the cardinal sin is lying. That's one of the big things. Honesty was such a, uh, you know, a factor, part of the fabric of my um, early family um, value uh, system. And so... Yeah, that's huge. And then, like you said, it's factual. It's it's reported, and it you know then they can make their own decision accordingly, you know. And um, you're going to paint the picture, create the profile, and and just the facts, right? Sometimes just the facts, man. And here they are. Sure. So it's an intelligent way to run a company. And we need professionals, we need partners, company owners, small and large. We need people, owners of companies like Best Hire, who have got your back, literally, on who are the people that uh, you're entrusting with your company. It almost doesn't get any bigger than that, except for who, who you marry and what car you drive. I mean, no, I'm just being facetious. But it's so important, Right. It's so important. So um, that's why I was um, impressed with your company is the longevity, the depth and breadth and the values that you bring to bi- the business world and how you apply that um, to, for the business owners. On Nothing is more important than seeing um, you know, a business owner thrive these days. And you got, and you got it. You got it. So... Um, you know, there's so much more I want to learn from you. And I'm wondering, could I have you on again sometime in the future? And, in, you know, would that be possible too, Carl? Oh, absolutely. Okay. 
And I'll tell you why, because there isn't a week that doesn't go by that there's another one of these, holy cow, I can't believe we just missed this person. What did they do? What happened yeah. here? <clears throat> I, can give you, I can give you a good example of why uh, pixels in a camera over the years has been so important to the marketing uh, out there. Whereas, you know, uh, 10 years ago, if you had a three megapixel camera, it was, a, it was the hottest thing. And then they went to nine megapixel, and then they went to 12 megapixel. Well, basically, for those people that don't know what a pixel is, little tiny points, uh, digital dots on a picture that help make up clarity. And that's why you have a difference between a standard definition television and a high definition. The high definition looks much clearer, much closer, much understandable. So I, I, we paint pictures for the employers right. so that they can make the decision of who they want uh, as an employee and who they want to deal with. And I'll give, an, I'll give an example. We have certain um, prejudices right off the bat that we, you know, can cause us to slow down or, or uh, curb our decisions. He, and here, here's a great example I use all the time. I'm going to convince you, Jennifer, to hire a person that has a DWI in their history as opposed to a person that does not and has just uh, some speeding tickets. Okay, so here's the picture. The first guy is 35 years old. And when he was in college, he got a DWI one night when he was out with his buddies and he made the, the, uh, the bad mistake of driving when he shouldn't have. Fast forward 17 years later, he's married, he's got a wife, he's got two kids, he's got a fantastic job, and he certainly put this issue behind him from his past. On the other hand, Jennifer, you've got all of these trucks out in the parking lot. And these are beautiful blue and green uh, service vehicles for your, for your company. And you've got close to $100,000 in each one of these vehicles. And you go out every day and you shred materials for hospitals and doctors' offices and so on so, on, so that you can keep up on the privacy issues of, of shredding. So you hire this 20-year-old kid and he has three speeding tickets in the last 18 months. And you're saying to yourself, number one, how can you have three speeding tickets in 18 months? Is this kid not learning anything? And then you look at the fines, you know, it's like 150 here, $200 there. How does he afford 500 bucks? So now you tell me, do you want that 18-year-old kid, um, that 20-year-old kid driving a $100,000 vehicle around? Or would you consider this 35-year-old being the manager of your fleet service now that he has proven himself over time? Which, which, one, which one do you think you would pick from now? Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Not the guy that's speeding and can't, can't figure out how to uh, correct that lesson that he should have learned a long time ago with speeding. That's it. I mean, this country is so forgivable but um, you can really put it in perspective for the decision maker of the company, whether that be the entrepreneur, the HR department, 
the CEO, who, whoever that individual is, and you can give them those, the, those facts from something that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago, or just those repeatable actions of speeding up to date, um, more recent information, and put it in perspective for them. And, you know, we can't be everything to everybody in our company. And we need people like you, Carl, that are going to do the good, the, the, the deep dive into um, how to hire. And this will, this is going to affect the company for years to come. It can make or break a company. Um, you know, it, it, and that, that maybe will feed the next conversation. Um, you know, um, and in this day and age, we're working with a lot of companies that are actually thriving in these times. And then the others that, you know, maybe um, they're, they're just getting back and they need you. They need to rebuild their business. They're finally opening up again. So we're going to have to talk about another time to have you on. And I, I want to, um, you know, have listeners learn how they can learn more about you and your business. Do they go to besthire.com? That's one of the choices. We can, we can email, we can uh, telephone. Um, uh, smoke signals is something that we used to do, but that doesn't seem to be very popular anymore. No, no, right, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and so would you give listeners just one piece of advice to help them scale their business, if if you could, and what that would um, what would that be? How to scale their business? Well, that's interesting because I love mentoring people that want to go into business. I'm a I'm a big proponent for um, kids setting up uh, lemonade stands and um, selling the lemonade or the tomatoes or whatever it is. But when it comes to accelerating your business. I think that you have to uh, go back and make sure that uh, your products that you're offering are sharp, uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, a business consultant that I follow, Alan Weiss, he's got a couple of sayings that I love. Number one is, uh, I can't, I don't real, I've never realized how, how dumb I am um, from two weeks ago meaning I'm, I'm so much smarter than I was two weeks, two weeks ago. And the other thing that he says is um, that 50% of the products that he offers today, he was not offering three years ago. So we have to self-examine ourselves. And sometimes that means we have to take the hard line and ask others, do you like what we're doing? Uh, are we on track? Uh, you, you know, is there anything that, uh, you know, we can improve upon? And, and that is what you call putting yourself outside the box, where you're pushing yourself. Toastmasters teaches you uh, to learn better how to speak. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions uh, and, and, and make yourself stretch so you have to do that for the client. You have to stretch for the client and make sure that, um, like, yeah, okay, I, geez, I missed that product line, and I probably should have brought that in a lot sooner. So I think you have to stay in check with your clients. Very important. Yes, and self-examine. Analyze where your company is going, right, and make those difficult choices. I get it. Um, 
It has been wonderful to have you on this podcast today. Carl Slicer of Best Hire, I really appreciate you. And let's get a, a part two on this podcast sometime in the future. That, that sounds great. And Jennifer, you're wonderful at asking good questions. And not only do you ask good questions, you also allow the timing for the response and let people like me run on and on and on, but it uh, allows uh, information out there that is worthy, uh, especially when you're taking up the time, people listening to your podcast, you need to give them a quality product that not only will help their business and their lives today, but um, they like to refer to their friends and say, hey, you got to listen to this gal on the radio. She's she's really on the mark there. She's got the stuff. And, of course, you have the good answers, too, when it comes to what every business owner needs with your uh, your payroll services and your, your other financial services as well, too. So thank you for having us today. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success Street. Each week, Success Street brings you the latest trends in essential business operating solutions, including conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Success Street, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the other major podcast sites. You can go to www.successstreet.net to learn more and receive special offers. So until next time, we're pleased to offer you this vital information and hope you join us again on Success Street. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.